rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, January 29th. I don't know about you, but January for me feels like it took Forever. nine years. Oh, yeah. And Did you get a haircut today? No, I've had it for a while, but I wear a hat all the time, so oh, okay. it, uh, it would be hard to notice, I would gotcha. imagine. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like it took forever. Now it's almost over. Kind of, you know, got some stuff coming up in February, so kind of freaking out, you know. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm ready. But, yeah, and like after Sunday, football is like completely done. But uh, I guess I got to be ready. There's, there's no other option. So Yeah. Yeah, no, this, I don't know what we're going to do after this Sunday. It's going to be rough. All basketball. Which is not, not looking prepared. great. <laughs> I'm not prepared not for that. Not looking great. At least uh, baseball season starts in February. It is. February 14th. 14th, Valentine's, yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. I can't remember if 13th or yeah. 14th. Um, so yeah, like, like Vitello said, if, uh, if, you know, if you want to spend Valentine's day and cuddled up next to someone you like, or maybe by yourself watching baseball, he said it's gonna be 40 degrees. That might be a bold prediction. It might be colder than that. Yeah. So maybe he was just trying to sell it. They need to start some fires in the stands this year. Not like, not like riot fires, like bonfires. Oh, like some, uh. Some barrel fires? Yeah, absolutely. That would be good, I think. Or just like those like lamp heaters. That'd be nice. I'm going barrel. Let's go barrel fire. Okay. And you just like throw Ooh, super red random. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You you throw your hot dog wrapper in there to keep the Yeah when you finish keep it off. Going. So um, throw the aluminum foil in there. What what about his great. shoes last night? What'd you what'd you think about those? You know They were I, the stars of the of so, last night. So do you remember on Forty Year Old Virgin when um Steve Carell goes into the Google place and buy, tries to buy He's he's going in there to see the grill, but some guy it's Jonah Hill, and he tries to buy these shoes with like goldfish in them. They're like sparkled shoes with goldfish in them. I somehow don't remember that. Okay, well that's that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't know how. That's pretty wild. I'm about to now. I'm going to go watch. I love Forty Year Old Virgin. I don't know how I forgot that. I don't know if I say I love it. It's a great movie. You can't dislike it. Um, I, th- I assume you're pulling that picture up for me to. Yeah, to I'm see. gonna I'm gonna try to find it for you. Perfect. Um, but yeah, he, he definitely, I can't wait to ask him about that. Cause he is going to be on the show, potentially a, a live interview working, working out the kinks of that. Yeah. We're, but, we're uh, trying to try to get him on. He was on with, um, Fox sports Knox tonight. So hopefully in the next, he'll be, he'll be on the, he'll be on more important issues here soon. Okay. I do remember those. Names. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, the first thing are, I thought, I was like, holy crap. He's wearing the goldfish shoes. Yeah. And Jonah Hill was so mad that he couldn't just actually buy them in the store. He had to go online and buy them. Ah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that now. Um, that that I think that's my first question to be is going to be to him though. And yeah, I, I, I'm sure he wears baseball cleats when he coaches. I don't know why. Well, no, we have turf now, so maybe yeah, probably turfs. So I'm I'm expecting those to make a an appearance at Lindsey Nelson this year. That's what I'm expecting. There's no dirt. Can't can't get them that dirty. Yeah, I don't know. You I'm might, expe- you I'm might expe- see him. <laughs> I'm expecting an appearance. <clears throat> Could you imagine him like going out to the pitcher's mound or, or actually like having an argument with an umpire with those? That shoes would on? be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be. I mean, that's his, his, <laughs> he's Hollywood. I mean, that. Oh yeah. Th- he's he's the bachelor of Knoxville for sure, for sure. That needs to be. Oh, we got another show idea. <laughs> We're gonna have more important issues. Gonna have two shows in the works. <laughs> yeah, um, we do have a great show for you today, guys. We are talking basketball. Um, I know it's a sore subject right now, but you know, got to do what we got to do. Got to do what we got to do. Um, the good news is the SEC's mayhem. So 
Anything can happen any night of the week. You never know. Um, And we will be talking about some SEC basketball. Jay Graham, coming back. We're going to talk about that uh, and and what he brings to not only the coaching staff, but also the recruiting trail, because that's a hot topic right now. Yeah. Specifically one recruit he's he's in with right now. Um, We are talking. What? Hint, hint. (laughs) Hint, hint. We are talking recruiting. Um, and we're going to talk about, and we got some segments for you. Yeah. And obviously basketball, like I said. Uh, before we jump into the episode, though, Landon's going to tell you about our friends at Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and of resources. Sorry, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, any financial needs you may come in contact with, please check out Commercial Bank. Do it. Let's get this thing going. Jay yeah. Graham, back to the hill. Someone yeah. asked if it was official. It's it's official. Is it official? Is it unofficially it's, official? Yeah, it's unofficially official. Um, That's my favorite kind of official. There's a question. We had a question about that. Um, so it was the question was, when is... Jay Graham gonna actually when is it gonna be official? Hmm. I would I would say in the next day or so. Right. His his picture on Twitter is still the Texas A and M, but he did like the Aaron Hayden when he said my brother's coming back. There you go. So it's unofficially official. Right. Like I said, that's my favorite official. So Jay Graham is coming back. We will be talking about. Zach Evans and what that means for that recruiting specifically. I mean, obviously he's a great recruiter, so it brings a lot to the recruiting. Yeah. Um, but specifically someone we're going after right now, you mentioned on the last show that potentially could last until May because he's not going to be able to resign with anybody. Like mm-hmm. he's not, he's not anywhere. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but he's not anywhere until he's on campus. Right. Yeah. It, it's going to be something that, I feel like it's not going to be over until it's over. Yeah, this could last a while. Yep. This could last a while. Uh, but Jay Graham, we assume, I guess we haven't officially heard, but we safe assumption he's going to be the running back coach. So he's replacing David Johnson mm-hmm. um, at that position. And, you know, depending on, you know, where they're comfortable with his ties are, because he has, he has ties in Florida. Um, he's obviously been working in Texas lately. Um, the Carolinas. We don't know where he'll be recruiting. Mm-hmm. He could replace David Johnson in Memphis, I'd imagine, because he's recruited all over the country. His formula probably isn't changing much, but he does have connections elsewhere. So could we see him moving around with other guys, or do you think he just takes over for David Johnson and tries to keep momentum in Memphis? Uh, I think he – somebody asked me, like, do you think it's an upgrade from David Johnson to um, Jay Graham? I, I think – I really like David Johnson, um, and I, I think for this past class, the 2021 class, I would say David Johnson was more of a – of he, he did a better job, you know, than anybody else could have done with those relationships in Memphis. But I think for this 2021 class, it's going to be huge for the Carolinas. There's – I think I counted today there's 17 four-stars. Oh, wow. Um, or better. That in, were in, – in, Just in North Carolina. Good Lord. Um, and that, that's where Jay Graham's from. He's from Concord, North Carolina. Um, was an all, I think all American in high school. Oh, wow. Um, so he, he, he knows that, that area. Um, he also recruited guys from North Carolina to go all the way to Texas A&M. So you think, you know, with the short distance from North Carolina to Tennessee, that that connection is going to be a lot easier to, 
to fill. Absolutely. Um, so I think with this 2021 class, I think it's going to be huge to have Jay Graham on campus. And Jay Graham knows what it, what it takes to be a successful running back at the University of Tennessee. I don't think you can overlook some guy that's recruiting you that's already been there, done that. Yeah, he's a volunteer. Right. So upgrade from David Johnson – Probably tough to say. Yeah. Um, both. Really I mean, good. I think I think time will tell, but. Both good coaches, both good recruiters. I think it's more of you replace Jay Graham with Kevin Scherer, in my opinion. Because he's coaching special teams. and So you replace Kevin Kevin Scherer with Jay Graham. Yeah, that that's kind of how I look at it. Okay. Now, you get Brian Niedemeyer and probably Osevet for David Johnson. But, but we're assuming. Jay Graham is a lot cheaper. Right. <laughs> but we. we well, I guess we don't we, know yet. We, yeah, we'll we find think out. so. Yeah, we'll find out. Osevet's definitely cheaper than Johnson or um, Share. Yeah, and that's the that's the guy where he's I out. think all three of them is probably the price of Share. Maybe or close. Well, do we know? Did we ever find out what Niedemeyer was this I year? I think he he makes around two hundred thousand. So that was his first year here, right? I I thought he got a pretty significant pay raise after he probably did. So he's probably that's making three, maybe. I mean, yeah, but like you said, it's so still, Cher was making like seven hundred thousand, something like that. Um, that was as his co-defensive coordinator. I think that stayed the same yes. even when he got that title stripped. So David Johnson, Kevin Cher, then you get Osevet. Um, you're already paying so so twelve twelve, I guess one point two million dollars. Yeah, between Johnson and Cher, and then you replace them with. Probably two hundred thousand for Osevet and let's say five fifty for yeah because I think he's making like five twenty five for Niedermeyer last year earned three hundred fifty five thousand so yeah. he could get a bump a little bit I don't see it being huge um, yeah but he could get a bump a little bit he made like how much three hundred fifty five thousand okay so but again that Osevet's probably going to be at that two hundred range what Niedermeyer made his first year as an assistant mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. Um, Jay Graham, so that's maybe he makes that's, six. That's, that's not even half, right? That's yeah. And then Jay that's Graham. eight, eight to twelve. Yeah. So, so you got four hundred thousand that you're able to spend elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. I like the Jay Graham move though. Um, I mean, that was one of the names that we threw out that uh, you were, we originally heard. Everyone heard on Twitter. Jabari Davis was it? Jabari Davis said mm-hmm. that he spoke to Jay Graham and he wasn't coming, but you still had to call him and try. Like, you, yeah. it was something you had to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and Turns out what it, something worked out in our favor. Um, Jay Graham wanted to be back here. Whatever happened. Uh, and that's – Jay Graham's coming back. Austin, yeah. Price, Austin Price broke the news. So Yeah, I think I think it's huge just, like I said, to have a Tennessee guy, a guy that's been here and, and not just been a GA here. He also coached running backs back in 2012. Right. I think that was under Dooley, right? No, no, no. He was here, I thought, with Butch with Jones. Ke- was he not? Oh, was it Butch Jones? I'm gonna have to look him up now. I thought he was here with Butch was Jones that, at least. That, for a, was that his first year with Butch Jones? Maybe. Let me let me do some quick. So he left Tennessee in yeah, he was only here in 2012, so that was Dooley. Okay. I was thinking he was here for one year with Butch Jones, but gotcha. Um yeah, I mean he he did a great job with Florida at Florida State. Um, you know, one running back that they got was Cam Akers, and you know, mm-hmm. that was that was Tennessee's running back for their future, they thought, but he ended up at Florida State because of Jay Graham. So um, very interested to see kind of how he recruits, um, and, and just how it kind of works out. I mean, it's not official with Joe Osevet and Niedemeyer, but that's just what makes sense right now. Right, right. That, that's what we're thinking. Niedemeyer two linebackers and Osevet two tight ends, keeping yeah. them on the offensive side of the ball. 
Right. That's that's what we assume happens. So, um, recruiting. So we we've, we've talked about how Jay Graham's big on the recruiting trail. Specifically, right now, as we're looking at this class, Zach Evans is who he's who we're assuming mm-hmm. he comes in and hopefully build some momentum with. He was the main recruiter at A&M for Zach Evans, who this is two four seven has been, you know, had him warm to Tennessee and warm to A&M. Yeah. As of yesterday, I guess. So, I mean, Zach Evans, who, who freaking knows well, what, and what's going to happen, but I think Tennessee, I think hiring Jay Graham only helps the situation. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also don't know, like with two four seven, like I mentioned, they said that they were, he was warm to Tennessee Warm day and M, but they also moved him to a four star. Yeah, that's is is character part of the. Well, I just don't understand. He, he played in the Under Armour All American game and was the MVP. So how do you how do you go down? After it goes that? back to the Harrison Bailey thing. What are they evaluating at this point with anybody? Well, then they re- especially when you have the with Zach Evans when you yeah. move him down, you're like, what what are you evaluating? Right. Yeah. It's it's just a crapshoot. I think. Yeah. I mean, with that many kids, how. It's got to be so difficult to rank every single one of those. But why do you move a guy down? Is my question. Like that's my biggest thing. Like I I could be fair to that if I had a three star that was like, oh maybe he's underrated, didn't have enough showings at camps, maybe didn't play in an all um, uh, an all American game. But you had a guy who was a is a baller, was a baller throughout the season at camps his last summer, and then like you mentioned, was the MVP at the uh, biggest all American game, the most prominent one, and gets moved down a star that doesn't make sense yeah moved down 16 spots yeah that doesn't they make moved sense. they thought 16 guys were ahead of him after and, he went against the best of the best at the all-american game and you beat me to the tweet that uh, that's what i was thinking was oh he may be coming to tennessee because that yeah <laughs> it, it looks like it helps our chances yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe 247 knows something we don't right exactly um yeah i i would say if if Jay Graham actually signed the MOU last night, I would have him in Houston today, and then you can fly to Knoxville. Right, right. We can fax you. We we still got that fax we, we for National Sign Day. We we can still fax that yeah. MOU to you. We still have plenty of fax machines here on campus that can that can get the job done. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Um, yeah, that. I think that, like you said, it only helps with the Zach Evans situation. So it makes me feel better about that. Again. Who knows? He could still be going to Georgia. Like, who knows with, with what's going on there? I think, unfortunately, with it playing out until May, it's who knows. Right. I mean, there, there's got to be a decision, I guess, made, maybe. I mean, but you would you would think there's going to be some kind of decision. But yeah, it's never really going to be. Right. But over. even if he announces Tennessee, like, who knows what to believe until he's right. on, on campus? Yeah. So I think it's just a, it's a play out until summer classes start. We'll see. I mean, that, that's and hopefully Jeremy Pruitt's not calling on the first day of the, summer classes. That's the JJ going. Peterson. Like yeah. when he's on campus, then then we got him. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't even know if he made it to campus. I'm still, <laughs> We're still not trying convinced. to still investigating. Yeah. Um. You also have D Beckwith. I think uh, Tennessee is in home with him tonight. Perfect. Um. So we kind of see. Yeah. I know his brother's coming here as a preferred walk on. I don't know. I don't know if so. His brother is coming here. Yeah, but they don't we even play on that same high school team. They don't it's play on the same high school team. No, it's weird. Interesting. I don't know what the deal is with that. But he did go with him to Florida. I think he likes he likes Florida, so it might be a kind of coin flip on on who he 
picks, but I think being I think Florence, Alabama is a lot closer to Tennessee than it is Gainesville, right? I've got to be. No, I mean, I would think so. Ah, Gainesville's not that very far down the peninsula. I don't know. We can do a quick – there can be something we look at real quick. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it. Um, also, he's one of those guys that also is offered to play basketball. I don't know. Is he offered at 4-2? to two? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I assume. I just... Right. I, I just – the past couple guys that – here recently, we've got guys that sign with football and baseball. Right. But none of those guys that sign with both fo- football and baseball have made it to the baseball field. Right. Which makes sense for – that would be the sport I think would create the most separation. Yeah. Because, like – It's like complete opposites. Right. Whereas, you know, that you start playing basketball before football season's over, and then basketball season still goes into mm-hmm. at least a little bit, if not all of, uh, spring practice. Yeah, and I, I would think – Baseball is a little less strenuous on your body. That too. Um, I mean, not not saying baseball is easy. I've played baseball before. It's not easy, but... But it's definitely I, not... I, I, it's not... Football and, and baseball are light years from each other when it comes to physicality. Right. Yeah, so that that's kind of a toss-up. I think Malachi Wideman. I think it's huge that Darian Williamson ended up at Florida State. I think they have four wide receiver commits right now. Um, and so Tennessee really likes where they're at with him. It is a nine hour drive. Yeah. Florence is North Alabama. It's a not, it's probably like a four hour drive to Knoxville. Okay, so it's a, yeah, it's a eight, we cut it in half, nine hour drive to Gainesville. So. Love it. Um, yeah. Deep. Was I talking about uh, Malachi Wyman? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so he's, he's a weird one for me because he's also a four star shooting guard. Wow. Like he's so like there's potential he could sign with he both. could actually like impact the team. I yeah, like he's he's a guy though that could you know we talked about how a, you know certain football players never made it to the baseball field. That makes me think if that's gonna be how it goes, he could be a football player or a basketball player that never makes it to the football field. Maybe if you're that good, I mean, right? You may find out. I mean, I, I don't know I how high. On. I don't think he's like a high high four star, right? Um, but still, like to have. To be that kind of athlete is, right. is freakish uh, anyway. But And I'm all for like multi-sport athletes in high school, but being a multi-sport athlete in college is just That's very, tough. very different. That's tough. Seasons aren't the same. Um, I mean, even in high school, basketball and football are even run together, mm-hmm. thus depending on how far your football team makes it. And then you, you mentioned the physicality. College basketball and um, high school basketball are oh yeah so far apart when it comes to physicality. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, obviously college football is too, but – Compared to college or high school football, but I feel like I feel like the gap's bigger between college basketball and high school basketball than it is between college football and high school football. Yeah. So I mean, next year it's going to be hard to just offer a kid playing time for basketball, right? Like you can on on the football field because you lose so many at that position. But then you have Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, Corey Walker all coming in, kind of playing that similar position. What I think Corey Walker is actually a forward. Um, but then you have Viscovi. Like, we have a lot of guards next year. Yeah. Um, so to, Which so, that could help your decision to stay right. on the football field. Yeah. Um, and, and he's 6'4", so we need kind of that bigger wide receiver. So, uh, I, I think it was when Darian Williamson decommitted from Tennessee and went to Florida State, I think it helped our chances tremendously. Okay. So. So, and, and this is the last weekend until dead period, I think. Saturday is the last day you can actually have contact with um, 
with players, and then it hits that dead period. And then the fifth is National Signing Day. Woo. I mean, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's like, it's, it's, so it's, under, it's, it's, it's so underwhelming. Yeah, it's not now. even really looked at anymore. Yeah. It's so underwhelming. It's kind of disappointing because, like, it used to be such a fun day. Mm-hmm. I guess now December 20th is, but it doesn't yeah. have the same feeling. No. Because we're, we're so far away from football season right now. A month, well, I guess really just a month away if you consider national championships and even bowl season. But, like, even, I mean, early signing period, like, it's in the middle of football. Yeah. Like, no one, like, I feel like. During bowl season. Or, or right around, yeah. like. Like, you're, you're not missing football at that point. Right. And I feel like it kept people, you know, like me, who's casually into recruiting. Like, I got way more into it when I had a month to really look at people. Now it's like, oh, they're already on campus? Yeah. Now they're players. They're not mm-hmm. recruits. Right. So, it's it's taken away. I feel like it's taken away from the fun fun of it. It was kind of that National Sunday Day used to be that snack that kind of held you over. Exactly. Until, but yeah, it, now it's... Then you in, got spring. Then you got spring practice. And then, yeah. then you have this long period where you... But, yeah. No, yeah, the summer sucks. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it's great otherwise, but like when it comes to football, like there's nothing. Except the XFL is back, right? Except the XFL, it'll be back the week after the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I'm pumped. Not really. I'll probably I'll probably do what I did with the AFL. Yeah. AFL. Yeah, probably not watch, watch it. it. When it like, watch one game I and be saw like, it, yeah, this ain't. I saw same. it twice on at bars and just happened to watch it. Like there was never a time I was like, is AFL on? Like never a time. Yeah, it's or just, it's, oh Memphis is playing tonight. Sweet. The, the, yeah, that's yeah, not right. even like because it doesn't really affect anything that you really like, so it's not right. something that tied you over. No, I mean I was, just, and it was on at random times too. Like yeah. they were playing games at like eleven p.m. It's Pac-12 at dark. Yeah, <laughs> I watched a lot of Washington State this year because of Pac-12 at dark. Thank you. You love that. You love the Pac-12. Oh yeah, I love the Pac-12. I love it. I just I love crappy football. That's why I'm a Tennessee yeah. fan. Right. That's all. I, you like a Tuesday? And is it Tuesday now, Maction? Tuesday Maction. It used yeah. to be. It was Tuesday Maction. Yeah, I used to watch it in high school all the time. Tuesday Maction, like that it was, was it Thursday Maction. They did have Thursday games, but it was Tuesday not Maction, and they'd have Thursday games. Okay. They can like they were on until later than like the high school game. So gotcha. I always watch those. So we do um, two four. We were talking about two four seven earlier. They did come out with their latest rankings. We had some guys move up a little I was bit. I say we moved, we moved up as a team, didn't we? A little bit. Yeah. So we're we're number fourteen overall um, in the recruiting rankings. And if you have those those three guys that you hope to get on National Signing Day, man, potentially in the top ten. Yeah. If if you get those, like you said, got to get those guys. Right. So, um, so you had uh, some guys move up. You had Amari Thomas move up twenty two spots to the number ninety six player. Um, Harrison Bailey moved up 76 spots to the number 100 player. And then you had Jalen Hyatt, who had a huge jump, um, 183 spots to number 112. Uh, Tyler Barron moved up one spot to number 129. Morvin Joseph moved up 240 spots to number 140. And then you had Jimmy Calloway move up to number 145. He moved up 62 spots. Um, also... Uh, Javante Spragans moved up a lot. He's all, he almost earned his fourth star. Um, I think he was around in the the six seven hundreds, um, and now he's like three eighty something. So, um, what was the most recent evalu whatever evaluation redo of all the rankings? Like before yesterday or two days, whenever it was. What was the most recent evaluation? Uh, probably a couple months ago. Probably around Sick, early signing is, period. 
Yeah, so what have these guys done different to move them up that far? That's just what I don't understand. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what I don't. I, I thought it would be the All Star games, different stuff like that. But then Zach Evans moves back, it, so it that doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, no he, method. He moved this. down 16 spots to number 33 player. Um, Wideman moved up 22 spots to number 116 player. So Tennessee right now has eight guys in the top 150, um, possibly 10. If we get Zach Evans, Malachi Wadman, um, yeah. Deep Beckwith wouldn't be in, in that top 150, but be another solid guy you can get oh, yeah. in, in that class. Keyshawn Lawrence moved down 23 spots to number 83, and then Lyndeth Whitehead moved down 54 spots to 142. So eight guys, eight guys you have signed in the top 150. Right, I think it's pretty solid. I don't, I don't really have any concerns. No. And if you go three for three on National Sunny Day, three, is is Sunny Day back? If we go three for three, yeah, then, it then it's going to tie you over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then you're going to be excited. Yeah, and then they announced today the um, Orange and White game, right? Eight, 18th? April eighteenth. Yeah, that's going to be big. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, all eyes are going to be on the quarterbacks. I, I feel like. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Basically, just Harrison Bailey. I'm, I'm sure there'll already be some. Harrison Bailey jerseys in the stands. Maybe. We just yeah. got to figure out what number he's going to wear. Have we not? Oh, I guess we haven't heard yet. 18? Is it available? 16? No, Brian Mauer. Brian Mauer's 18. 18. I was like, 18. That would look good on him. What about 15? Because he wore number five. So. Did he? I don't mm-hmm. even know. Like, I'd have to go look at all who, like, what numbers. Juwan. I mean, Mark no. Wes left, so yeah. one's available. Put, put, the, put the man in one and let him ball. Yeah. Put, put him in and one. And you have him and JG, one and two? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's hilarious. That, that'd be... They'll be right next to each other that would, in, the, yeah, in that, the family picture that, that they That would take. wreak some havoc and... Some, yeah. Yeah, people have a field day with that. That's <laughs> all I got for re- recruiting. Um, we'll see. Come February yep. 5th. Yep. We're about to jump into some basketball. Before we do that... Let me tell you about my friends at 865 Axe Throwing. It is a one-of-a-kind experience. It's perfect for date night, birthdays, anniversaries, friends' night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, 865 Axe Throwing, where locals hang out. They're the first axe throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have friendly and knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked. It's located only 15 minutes from downtown, and their atmosphere can't be beat. Won't be beat. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, mega jenga, or hang out by the fire. They are family-friendly, farm fun. You guys, it's a great time. Like, I just read off everything you can do there. It's also BYOB. Go check it out. Go do it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I think my, my boss is talking about taking us there for uh, oh, nice. a team building there event. You go. So, yeah. And if you use promo code More Important Issues at check-in, they'll give you $5 off. So go check them out. Do it. Basketball. Rebound, rebound, rebound. Oh my god. Box out first. Like bot like try to rebound. That's like the the first thing they teach you in like peewee basketball. Is that a thing? What, what's I'm like junior bro? I don't know. Yeah, upward junior bro. I don't know what do people call it. There's no really like... I never played like competitive basketball other than like middle school basketball. Which watching middle school basketball now is a stretch to call it competitive. Yeah, I'd like to think it was better when we played, but I don't know. It probably was. It probably was. <clears throat> um, so now I'm watching it, which makes me sad that I rode the bench because I'm like, dang, I was terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm glad those uh those highlight films never existed for us. <laughs> Huddle wasn't around when we were in middle no, school. Thank so. God. 
thank God. Um, but yeah, I mean, box out. It, it's they out rebounded us on offensive rebounds alone. Yeah, ridiculous. And Buzz Williams, their coach, said himself, "That's not their thing. Like that that that's not who we are. That was a good night for us. I mean that that that's goes amazing. to show that is just effort and." Yeah. They came with it and wanted it more. It was, oh, it was bad. And thirteen turnovers is just not ideal. How many did they have? They had it's, fourteen. They had fourteen. I mean, but again, they made up for it with hustle on the boards. Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't get out rebounded like that, you win pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, you just gave away way too many second chance points, and it, it led to us losing to a terrible team. Look, I'm the biggest fan of Jordan Bowden, but I told you all to pump the brakes on one good half at Kansas. He's one for seven from three, four for seven at the free throw line. I mean, what's I mean, thirteen points isn't terrible, but it is when you're not our best player or when you're our best player. Yeah, and you're, or you're supposed to be our best 30%. player. Thirty percent. Yeah. Like one for seven, like drive the ball. Yeah. Why is no one driving to the Viscovi is the slowest one on the court and he's the only one that drives. It, it, and the problem with that is it takes him 10 seconds in the shot clock to th- even get to the moment he can drive. Right. And it kills our offensive possession. It's I mean the only thing bad. offensively last night that that got people like cheering was Viscovi's passes. Other than that, yeah. it was just terrible basketball. It was bad basketball on the offensive end. Again, only getting 3 points from the bench, Jalen Johnson and he was Terrible on the offensive end. He was good on the defensive end. Three blocks. We I think John Reed had this stat. Um, Tennessee's, in the last 80 minutes, they've got four points from their bench. So bad. How does that How does that even happen? That, that would be right because it was one. From also, like, Jalen Johnson played 22 minutes. And one or three points. Is he just earning it in practice? Because in the game, he's not. No. Not I mean, I, I just don't understand why he's playing so many minutes. And we're not giving anybody an opportunity. And he's playing. He had four fouls. It, like he didn't. He didn't really impact the game at all in twenty two no. minutes. And I'm still. Eve's Ponds has done an incredible job with how he's changed his game and crafted his game. But three rebounds is unacceptable for the guy who can jump out of the gym and is probably the strongest in the gym. Yeah, you should not be getting either lost in the paint where you can't rebound or getting bullied at the boards. Like, you have to make a bigger impact. Like, John Fulgerson should technically be our leading rebounder because of his positioning, but it probably also should be Pons. Like, one yep. of those two guys. In in the first five minutes, um, somebody I kind of want to pick on a little bit had seven points, three rebounds, and two assists. And guess what he ended with? Not much better than that. Seven points, three rebounds, two assists. Yeah, what happened to him? What happened? To I, I tweeted. I was like... Josiah James is locked in. He is learning from that Kansas game and is locked in. And it just fell apart. And he's one he's one of those gifted athletes. Like he should be able to go to the basket on right. some of those smaller guards, but just refuses to go inside. And he did it a couple of times at Kansas. He either made it layup, a challenge layup, or was at the free throw line. Yeah. I just he 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 seems to not be able to trust his physical attributes, and that's very alarming. It's He's got he's got to be more aggressive. We've got to com- blame the you can't blame Viscovi. Everyone's talking about how his passes are difficult to catch because they're no looks or fancy. If a ball hits you in the hands, catch it. Why are you not ready for the ball? You're the a D one athlete. You should be able to catch any ball that comes to you. Why are you not ready for the ball on the offensive end? It doesn't it doesn't make sense. 
I mean, nobody, like, why did we shoot 22 threes? Pawns, Ease Pawns is our best three-point shooter right now. It's It's troubling. It's unheard of. It's troubling. Because he only shoots from the top of the key. And even then, he hesitates. Yeah. I can't believe he doesn't catch the ball ready to shoot every time he gets the ball there. Yeah. His percentage from that spot has to be I mean, I think we had a lot of open looks, but there comes a point in time where Either you knock it down or I'm pump faking and going to the basket. Yeah. Because they they weren't tall enough to just contest every single time. Like, it wasn't Azabuki down there. Did we think Azabuki was was playing again? We're just scared to death. Maybe. And their best player, Nebo, I mean, we had him in foul trouble. He had two points before he made, before he took him to the foul line late in the game. I mean, you took their best player out of the game and then you let a guy who's averaging like, Seven or eight points a game have twenty three. He also was five for twenty. So we, I mean, we did a decent job. Fair. He was jacking them up. the That's The fair. bad thing is, was just the the offensive rebounds. A guy, yeah, you were giving people second coon, chance points. He played eighteen minutes and had seven offensive rebounds. Yeah, and two points. It's That's it. Like it's it's unacceptable. That guy just wanted it more. That's, that, and Fulkerson, yeah. he bought. He tries to box out and either is not facing the basket or he doesn't even jump when That's, the ball comes off the rim. That's effort basketball. So they're That's literally awesome. not having to jump and just pick it up over top of him. Yeah. It's effort basketball. And the officiating was poor, but it doesn't make up for the rebounds that they got. It doesn't. Yep. It In no way it does. But it's effort. I mean, that's effort. Turnovers is effort. Whether it's mental or physical effort, it's effort. Mm. Getting out-rebounded that poorly, it's effort. Yeah. If you got out-rebounded by like two, we can have a different discussion maybe. Depending on how the game looks, but you got out rebounded on the offensive end in total rebounds by six, by a terrible team. By a terrible team, they, they were not talented whatsoever. They more than doubled up your rebounds. Yeah, they That's they were bad. They, they shot thirty percent. We odd. shot forty six and lost. That's it's odd. it's <laughs> like we we won the game if we rebound. It's. And that's literally the easiest part of basketball, I feel like. I don't understand what's happened to this program in terms of that not that being our like our staple. Yeah. Our identity. Like I mean, I understand Grant Williams was a freak of nature whether he looked like it or not and moved people around, but still. Is there again, I get back to the Eve Pawns. Why is he not in there boxing out? Yeah. Why, why when why when we go down the court and we know we need to shoot a three, is John Ferguson and Eve Pawns standing out on the perimeter? Why are you not boxing out and trying to get an offensive board and get a second chance point? I mean, we're never going to get an offensive board unless it's a long rebound. Yeah. Because we have four guys on the perimeter every single time. Because no one refuses to go. <laughs> they do refuse to go to the basket. It's insane. It's madness. It's maddening to watch. And this is a tough stretch of SEC play you're about to go into. It's not going to get – it's going to get a lot worse. Like, yeah. Mississippi State's better. a good team. Thankfully, they are a weird team. Like the rest of the SEC, we can go ahead and start looking at them. I mean, they've won. Oh, some... let's talk about the the official run into Rick Barnes real quick. What is he doing? I mean, that's like that gets into my point of like SEC officials are drama queens. They're the fact that or NCAA officials because they're not technically SEC officials. There's they're officially not they're SEC officials. They're hired. Right. They're yes, they're per, they're contractors or whatever. They're hired by the SEC. There's guys who rep the SEC every night. There are SEC based officials. Yeah. Whether you, I mean, yes, it's very different from football. There's not crews, but it's the same thing. He shouldn't be coaching. He should not be refing in the SEC the rest of the year. No, like that's unacceptable. 
It's terrible. You and I, I don't know do what that. was said. I don't know if they're arguing about whether who bumped who or the actual call. It, it looked like originally Rick was death staring at him about the call, and then he bumped into him. And it looked, from what I can tell, he's, he was like, "You bumped me," and then Rick was like, "No." Yeah. It's it's. Ins- I mean, that was. I can't believe we haven't heard anything today. Like, oh, what, what if you? What if it's Jeremy Pruitt and a, a official shoulder checks Jeremy Pruitt? You think he knocks his block off right there? Jeremy Pruitt might not be allowed to coach in the NCAA. <laughs> yeah. again. He might Woody Hayes him. Yeah, he, um, he's a little intense. But Rick Barnes, if he does that, he's suspended before he walks off the court. Oh yeah, like that. Like he gets tossed and then suspended before. He, that's another thing. If you really think he bumped you, you're throwing him out of the game. You knew right then and there you what you did because if you really thought he bumped you, you're throwing him out. Yeah. So that like the him even acting like he thought that is absurd because he gets tossed immediately if he really thinks that. So it, it just goes to show you. But, it's terrible. I mean they they went, made way too much money to not be able to pay full time officials. Yeah. I mean they're these are part time employees basically. This is their side hustle. Yeah. And they're doing a terrible job at it. Yeah, it's they're doing it's a bad. Job at like. Good lord! I mean, I don't. And like, I don't even know how you fix it, really, uh, other than just having full time officials. Like this is their job. Know. Like I mean, I know a lot of people complain about the NBA officiating. They're full time, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. But so, how are you able to hold people accountable if I mean this? Oh, I can't ref. Whatever. Who are you gonna ask? Yeah, like they're. I mean, they they have the best job in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, best job. Stability in the world. wise. But yeah, they get chewed out. That kind of sucks. At the same time, it doesn't seem to bother any of them. They seem to be on whatever yeah, power trip they want to be right, on. Yeah. So I don't want to hear all this. Oh me. Oh, poor me. You all seem to enjoy what you do, but I, it is, it's insane. Um, I, I can't believe that we, we, I, what I, what I don't, this is what frustrates me about officiating. If you're going to call it soft, call it soft every, everywhere. If you're going to call it physical, let it play physical everywhere. I feel like it was very, very soft on our defensive end and very, very weak or very, very physical on our offensive end. Like Viscovi's push, Josiah's, I'll give him Josiah's because he was in the air. It probably didn't move him. Viscovi gets called for something similar. It was the softest foul I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. The dude was planted. Maybe, I think he stepped towards the basket. Also, like, went with him. how do you call that foul on Fulgerson right there? Oh, that's and I, th- I mean, he called a block originally because yeah. I thought he like initially I was like oh, I thought he called it on Fulgerson because he does have a tendency to kind of as he as the guy goes by like his knee goes out a little bit yeah but he calls a block and I was like oh thank God and then calls a trip yeah I was it's, like what it's terrible absolutely terrible so where where do we go from here where's are we going nit or, or do we even have a shot because I, I feel like the Kansas game kind of opened some eyes like oh this is a pretty good basketball team I said it. A and M was a must win coming yeah. off that game. You lost, you lost every bit of momentum. Yeah, coming from Kansas, and now you're back on the road, and you go, and your next home game is Kentucky. You go Mississippi State away, uh, Alabama away, Kentucky. I'm about to pull up the rest after that. It's another away game after that. I'm pretty sure. Um, then you bring Auburn. So it's it's Arkansas at home. At South Carolina, Vanderbilt at home, at Auburn, at Arkansas. Arkansas Arkansas's not bad. No, I mean South th- Carolina's improved. This is a gauntlet. I so, mean, Texas A&M was one you could have got built on some momentum that you had against Kansas. You don't have a breather till February 18th when you bring Vanderbilt to Knoxville. Yeah, that's that's your last. And then after that, it's it's another gauntlet. Yeah, till the end of the season, you're not you're not making the tournament. And I real like I mean I realize. 
every, and I'm kind of in the camp of like everyone's like take it easy. We lost five starters, but at the same time, the way we're playing basketball is unacceptable. Yeah, like the way we're playing is unacceptable. And I know part of it falls on the players, but it ultimately falls back on the coach because he's in charge of recruiting, he's in charge of culture, and and ultimately at the end of the day, he's got to answer to the the score line. So it's the way we're playing basketball. It's unacceptable. If you're out there losing, you know, to Kansas. The Kansas game, I was fine with. I thought we played well. I'm asking for more bench points. I'm asking for that. And I'm asking for them to actually not let Azubuki play the last six minutes without a foul call. Right. And then, um, uh, but yeah, some of these games that we've lost have just been, and even some of the games we won, like we haven't looked great. Like uh, we didn't look good in Vanderbilt until the second half. We really didn't look great against Kansas until the second half. We looked bad against bad against Wisconsin. We looked all right in the first half against LSU and then laid an egg in the second half. Mm-hmm. South Carolina was the ugliest game of basketball I've ever watched. I mean, and then Ole Miss was the last kind of, again, wasn't that a second half tear? Yeah, it was. It, it, I think it's, it was very close to halftime. It's bad basketball. That's And it's unacceptable. No, it was it was 42-23 halftime. Okay. We kind of spanked them from the game. Okay. Um, I think it's a number of things. I think it's it's definitely who you lost. I think it's you, I, you didn't get the production you thought you'd get out of Jordan Bowden. Right. Obviously, Lamonte Turner, that kills you. Yeah. Um, I think it's playing a lot of young guys, and there's just not a lot of talent left on this team. I mean, most of these players that are playing now were role players last year. I don't or think, they're freshmen. I don't think DJ Burns helps you many. Yeah. He's not all good at Winthrop. He's not great at Winthrop. Yeah, probably not. So, I don't think he helps I mean, you any. Maybe a little bit with Saz. Yeah, maybe he gets some rebounds maybe. last night. Maybe. Um, I don't know if I believe that, though. But, I just I just don't understand. Like, I know Plofsic hasn't looked great, but he also had one foul, and then they took him out. He played, like, one minute. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, when you're getting destroyed on the boards, do you not try to give him a chance to try? I mean, see what happens? I mean, what's it, what's it going to hurt? Right. I'm kind of not. I mean, so DJ Burns is averaging 4.1 rebounds. He's... He was, average, he was like, earlier when I looked, it was like six points a game. He's up to 12, so. Yeah. Great to him. But I mean, yeah, the only thing getting, Why do you not just try? I, I'm playing more than one minute. Right. You're not you're not getting any rebounding production for anyone else. Give him more. I mean, he doesn't have a chance to, maybe he has a chance to rebound twice. Maybe. Mm-hmm. In that one minute. Uh, I think on if any shots are made or not. I think last year was good for Tennessee fans because of the terrible football season you had yeah. the year before that. Um, just have some something good in your life. Yeah. Um, was great. But yeah, then then you have. I feel like the expectations were very high. I think we kind of had expectation where we thought we'd be okay, probably win the games you you should and lose the games you shouldn't. Right. Um, kind of thing. But that was definitely one that you wish you'd have back. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it's a fireball offense. It's not a fireball offense, but it, it's not it's, losing to Vanderbilt. No. If you but, lose to Vanderbilt at home, then then you're. You might have a different conversation. I think, but. I think there should have there should have been something written into the contract that you have to give us all your money back and Caleb Mitchell gets to eat your free stock and barrel for the rest of his life. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, the problem with the way we lost last night was how we did it. And that, that's it. Mm-hmm. If you lose to A&M when they're on, rebounding, it's a tough game. Maybe the officiating then affects it because it's that poor. We can talk. But the way you're playing basketball right now – is just lazy and unacceptable. Yeah, I think it it really does suck. We talked about who you lost, but it's also what you lost. You lost 
your point guard, they, you didn't think he was going to go to the pros. Right. You didn't think he was going to be a three-year player. Grant Williams, it looked more like the end of his career, but it was still like up to the point he announced, it was still like kind of questionable whether yeah. he was going to stay or not. So if you have Grant Williams and Jordan Bone, this is a totally different team. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're, and we're not talking about, oh, he took off recruiting, which – the taking off recruiting is kind of stupid to me because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, especially Rocky Top Ski Bomb was like, oh, yeah, um, he took – or some guy said that. Uh, Rocky Top Ski Bomb I'm sure. Just, I um, think it's Fincham's burner account. Um, but one guy was like, oh, he took off um, recruiting to deal with the UCLA thing. Well, this – This class is one of the better classes you had. Also, the next class, which is what he would have been recruiting. Right. Yeah, so. is is top five in the country. This class was, you know, you you had a five star, but it was signed in November. In December is when the U.S. Uh, UCLA coach lost his job, right. so it wasn't even open yet. So that doesn't make any sense. No, it's. I mean, I, I just don't get the whole. Yeah, let's let's fire a guy. Like, have we not learned that doesn't do anything? I mean, like it, it's it would it's be, setting your program back if you're having to change. It would be entirely coaches. different if. I know people are going to argue with me that Rick Barnes is an improvement winner or whatever, but your big complaint this year is about making it to the tournament. He's made it to the tournament for like 98% of his career. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's your big hangup, then okay. But and then everybody, then you have Ski Bum, which again, I think he's just a troll. He's really bad at it because when you troll, you should be funny. That's the biggest thing. But he wants Bruce Pearl or Will Wade. Like they haven't won anything significant. No, what I we mean, won what, one regular season with. They went to Bruce the final Pearl. four. They didn't make it to the championship. You didn't win. I mean, you didn't win any. I mean, but all they want to talk about is winning stuff. Yeah. So what? What if you were talking about winning stuff? What better is it making to the final four than it is the the lead eight or the sweet sixteen or shoot the round of thirty two? He don't win in March. Well, I mean, who does? Only one person. Yeah, does. Only one. in your book, only one person does. So yeah. That's the thing. I mean, that's the thing that gets me. I'm just like, I, I'm gonna. I'm with Rick Barnes right now. Like I Has said, Tennessee won anything in March. How about we start with that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've never won in March. I would so. like to try to win in March first. That's our first goal. Yeah. But yeah, only one person wins in March in their book. I, they don't understand that though. That's a thing. They want to win in March, but they don't understand that. By the way, Kentucky is leading 25 to 22 at Kentucky right now. Five minutes and 43 seconds left in the first half. Oh gosh. There's your update. Um, yeah, I don't think they really understand that only one person wins in their book and how they evaluate. Only one person wins. So. But that's fine. I mean, I'm not if, – if that's how we want to go by it, we can go by it. Which, Bruce Pearl won his – I believe his first SEC tournament with Auburn last year. And they heated up at the end of the season. Yeah, because so. – and we should have beat them in the regular season. I think it was like a, a very close game, wasn't it? It was close. I don't remember the score. It was like a two-point game, and then a month later they beat us by 20. Yeah. Which, that was my fault. I went to the game. I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone. I was going to go to the Heat game, and then we were in the championship, and I I, I just, like, ate the cost of the tickets yeah. and watched it. I shouldn't have gone to the game. That's my fault. I'll take full blame for that. Um, and I sat in the Auburn section, so that was really fun for me. Let's talk about some SEC basketball. I'll talk we, about uh, Mississippi State. Oh, Mississippi State. I just felt like we previewed. I don't, I don't know why. Um, so we do go on the road to Mississippi State. That's a 2 o'clock tip-off on Saturday. Like you said, they're a good team. Thankfully, it's weird. The SEC is weird, but they're rolling a lot more than us. Yeah, and they, and they did I, I lose. Think they to, have the best player in the SEC right now, and in Reggie Perry. Yeah, and they they did lose to Oklahoma just a week or what will be a week ago when we play them. But they've also beaten Arkansas. Like I said, pretty good team. Beat Georgia by forty, and we lost to Georgia by what twenty. Yeah. So, 
does not swing in our favor. Um, they they lost a one point by LSU earlier in the year. They did get spanked by Alabama, but Alabama is the definition of a weird SEC team. They beat Auburn this year. Um, they beat Mississippi State. They're weird. Yeah, they're it, a weird. Team. Everything's weird. I th- I think the thing that kind of worries me it's on the road, um, and uh, I think Reggie Perry plays. He's a down low guy, so he averages ten rebounds a game. I think that's gonna kill us. Yeah. Because he's going to be able to do whatever he wants in the paint, and actually, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah, what we I get? mean, we we seem to take away their best player. It's somebody else. It's going to be somebody else so hurting who's, us. Who's so. it going to be? That, I guess that's our biggest question: is who's going to step up for Mississippi State? Because, like you, I mean, last night we expected Nebo to be there, you know, be the one that really hurt us, and he has four points and four fouls, and only gets to log twenty minutes because of those fouls. Yep. So yeah, who knows? Is, is I mean, the, these season leaders that I'm seeing right now in front of me: Jordan Bowden, Josiah James, and John Fulkerson. Step up, yeah. Especially Jordan Bowden. I, I'll say it again. I said it last week. We only go as far as Jordan Bowden will take us. Yeah. He only had 13 points. He was one for seven from three point. That's a formula for a loss. We'll only we'll only go as far as he'll take us. So, I bet it'll be Weatherspoon that has 20 points tomorrow or Probably. Saturday. Probably that'll be who it is. So that'll be a fun one. Um, I mean, it's it's the SEC. It's weird. I don't think Mississippi State's a great team. They're a good team, and they have the ability to win. They're definitely rolling more than Tennessee right now, though. Um, I expect trouble from Reggie Perry, but at the same time, who we knows? take away their best player. Who it knows? seems like, yeah. If we can, if we're aggressive and we go to the and we can go to the hole, you might get him in foul trouble early. But you got to be aggressive, and we haven't shown the ability to do that. Yeah, so. go to the hole and also crash the boards, man. Even guards. Yeah, Josiah James is our leading rebounder, and he had, he had, like I said, he had three in the first couple minutes and didn't have a single one after that. What did Mississippi State come back from last night? What was it? They Ooh. were down what, like twenty three or something like that. I don't know. They came, so they they beat Florida seventy eight to seventy one. They were down. So I know Auburn came back. They were down. 10, Auburn came back and won an overtime to Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, they were up. Florida was up ten at the half. I don't know what the what they were. Down, but I'll see if I can find that out real quick before they started their comeback. Yeah, I mean, I mean like you said. Uh, so they're down 10 at halftime. Right. They're down 10, but I think they got down to 13 at one point. I thought I saw 13. I can. I think if they give me largest lead. Largest lead, they're about 16. 16, okay. So that, that was in the first half. So they did lead... So Mississippi State started their comeback before halftime. Yep. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the only thing getting Tennessee fans through this hard time is next year, and next year worries me because I feel like a big man is going to be our downfall. We're going to have to have some guys develop into really good big men in yep. a short period of time. Right. Yeah. I think we're going to be talented next year. Don't get me wrong. We yeah, we'll have but plenty I, of talent. I, I think. One weakness is definitely going to be down yeah. low. Yeah, well, plenty of talent on the wing. That's and rebounding. That's not my favorite at all. Um, so let's look at SEC basketball. I mentioned that uh, we, we 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 talked about Ole Miss and Auburn. They went into overtime. I think Auburn won by two. Oh, I think. Yeah, one, one. Um, and then Kentucky. I think they just went down though. They were up here for a minute tonight. Uh, they're up twenty eight twenty six. That is. Wild. Oh, Vanderbilt's up. Sorry, that's what I meant. Vanderbilt's yeah. up. Um, so Vanderbilt's up right now on Kentucky. Alabama and LSU are playing right now early in the first eight to seven. LSU, South Carolina, and Arkansas tonight. 
That's a, the later tip-off. Um, last night, obviously, we lost to A&M. Mississippi State came back on Florida, 78-71. And then Missouri beat Georgia. The mayhem in the SEC. I mean, that's a great example of the mayhem in the SEC. Yeah. Which I guess Mississippi, I, I bet most people, I bet Florida was favored over Mississippi State last night. I don't know if a lot of people necessarily thought Florida would win, but I bet they were favored. Yeah. I didn't see the line. I don't know if you did. I did not either. But, yeah, it's it's wild. And this stretch, it sucks that a lot of people have momentum, especially if Alabama is able to beat someone like LSU. I don't know who they play in the next week. I don't think anybody besides probably Vanderbilt is like a for sure win. Yeah. And even <clears throat> if Vanderbilt wins tonight, who knows then? Because like, right, I'm yeah. thinking, they oh, they have the ability. They found a win. They, they might <clears throat> once you know how once you know how that tastes, it feels a little bit different. Yeah. So Oh man. There's so we, no way they win tonight, right? Like second half by the you know, they come out by the time Kentucky comes out of halftime, it's <coughs> it's over. It's right? over, yeah. Okay. okay. That's what I was thinking. They're just playing the first half. Right. Um so we have some questions. We'll go ahead and get to those real quick. Um so first one, VFL GBO sixty eight said, Do you think there will be any more coaches leave the staff? Seems too late for that. Yeah, I think the dominoes have probably fallen to where we, where I think it makes sense. So I don't see anybody leaving unless it's kind of a surprise. Um. Also, Bill at Bill Peak eighty nine said, "Do you think we get both Wideman and Beckwith?" Um, I like our chances. I think better with Wideman than I do Beckwith. Um. But I, I think both of them are kind of up in the air. I think Tennessee's, you know, going to come down to the – it's going to be us or somebody else. It's not going to be four or five teams like it is with Zach Evans. It's going to be, you know, Florida State or, or Tennessee with Wideman. It's going to be Florida, Tennessee with Beckwith. So, I like our chances with both. I mean, if Tennessee, like I said, if they go three for three, that's going to be – Oh, yeah. I'll be very pleased. You know, you, you have this – Tennessee fan base that's already on edge right now with basketball. So if you're pulling them back off the ledge, if you're getting these these yeah. recruits, everyone will be turning and turning in their basketball shirts for football football school shirts. Yeah, um, and then at Knoxville, Mike seventy nine said, "Did Evans really stand us up? Is Jay Graham really our coach? His Twitter pick is still a And M. Um, Jay Graham is our coach, officially unofficial, yeah. unofficially official. Right. However you want to say it, yeah." He's coming uh, home. Zach Evans standing us up. Depends on who you believe more. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, ten- conflicting reports. Jeremy Pruitt has not been in home with Zach Evans. Right, we know that, but we so, don't know what we don't know what that. actually happened. I mean, right. he was in Houston at the school, but Zach Evans isn't even at that school anymore. So, right. I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, I, I think it helps us now that we didn't go in home with him. And now we got Jay Graham to go to go home. in home. Yeah. So I, I think that's that, huge. I assume him and Pruitt will be making that visit together. Right, and probably Niedermeyer. And Niedermeyer. If, and if they were scheduled, as it was reported, um, maybe Pruitt decide asked to hold off. That's potential. You know, that's something I don't know that that I don't know if that idea has been thrown around. Yeah, that maybe he wants to hold off before. Yeah, hey man, I'm about to hire Jay Graham. Yeah, or just to do you want him coach? to come by? Does, yeah. does that help your decision? Yeah, go ahead and bring him. Or just we would, you know, we'd like to sit down with the whole. The whole staff that has a segment. yeah, and I mean, bring in Cheney, bring, bring in the in. whole freaking offense. You might staff. need a little bit of bigger plane. You might need a little bit of a bigger plane to get to Houston. Yeah, but you might bring in Cheney. I like it. Bring in that double decker flight. I like it. 
Any other questions? Um, I think that's it. Okay, well, we're about to get into our segments. That's Before it. we do that, let me tell you about my bookie. I don't know about you, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is the best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try parlay. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. If you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Just use the promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code C-H-A-I-R to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Get paid. Go bet on go bet the house on Kentucky in the second half. It looks like they're gonna be down at the half, so that line might be pretty. I don't know. I haven't seen, but would you have bet on Emmanuel Mosley making a nope. not only NFL nope. roster but starting nope. in the Super Bowl? Never. I, I might be. There's a prop bet on my bookie that uh, I don't remember what the the, the uh, payout was or what the odds were, but uh, one of the um, prop bets is if there'll be a double doink. In the Super Bowl, let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, I'm also hold on. I'm gonna pull up the. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lot right here because I'm gonna see if I can figure out what the second half will look like in for Kentucky and Vanderbilt right now. Uh, let's see. NCAA basketball. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, he weighed like a hundred pounds. Yeah, no, I would got on campus at Tennessee. He's still not that big. Like they have him listed as 190, but I'm like, dang, you gain like 90 pounds because that <laughs> man was legit like one. Well, 15, bro. That means he weighs 180 if they got him listed yeah, at 190. Right. But still, that's a lot of weight. It is. <laughs> to be, like, in shape, too. Like, that's a lot of weight to put on. Right. Yeah, I mean, good for him. No, absolutely. I mean, that, that's, so, that's hard work because we would have never guessed that. Yeah. You can – Kentucky's still minus 999 to win. That's the money line. Oh. So, yeah. You, not doing so you're that. still not getting paid out well with that one. Right. Uh, let me see if I can get to Super Bowl while we – we're also uh, we're gonna do uh, our jumbotron this week. We skipped it last week because we just overlooked it. Yeah, over oversight. Come on, give us a break. Yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, we're gonna say our favorite basketball players. Um, you know, this is definitely the the Kobe thing. Still, like, hasn't really set. No, it's definitely me. very weird. Um, it, it just. I don't know. It's just a weird, terrible feeling. Like to think somebody who influenced that many people is is gone at such a young age. Right. There's a ton of sorry. I'm looking at Bob and then the families. I mean, that's that's a tragic accident. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's just terrible. Um, we're gonna say our favorite basketball players. It could be now. It could be pre. It could be in the present. It could be in the past. Um, so we're gonna say our our three favorite. Um, basketball players. My first one, Steve Nash. Oh. I loved watching him as a kid. Okay. He was like, so you know there's always that guy that like you watch play and you're like, I feel like I could be that guy. Yeah. That was Steve Nash for me. He was white. He was short. It made sense at the time. I get it now. But <laughs> like at the time when I was like a kid growing up, watching Steve Nash made sense. He was, grew up a soccer player. I think his brother was like a professional soccer player at, or maybe his dad. One of them was like a so- professional soccer player for a period of time. Mm. So, like, Steve Nash, it, it made sense. Okay. Um, my next one 
or my, my first one would be somebody that when I was young, he, he was, you know, in his prime. Um, and that's Vince Carter. I just like the, I think I liked the Raptors Jersey a lot and he was just the best player on the Raptors. But as I got older, I, I just followed Vince Carter. So I just big fan of Vince Carter. Yeah. The dunks too. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that's why those. I love dunks so much because yeah. of Vince Carter. Yeah. Stuck his arm in the rim. Right. Number two, Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah. Love me to some D Wade. Love D Wade. And him and Gabriel Union power couple, man. Oh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> that's an interesting one. He, I feel like he was always making incredible plays. I feel like he was like on Sports Center top ten for like ten years straight, like every week or every night, like he was on it. Obviously, that's an over exaggeration, but and he just impacted the game in in so many ways. Yeah. It, it's not like he was just like a, a knockdown shooter. I mean, he was he did everything. He was Kobe after Kobe. He was he was Steve Nash. I mean, his assistability was incredible mixed with a shooter. Yeah, because Steve Nash was not a shooter, right? <laughs> and he went to the hole very aggressively. Um, my next one is probably a pass. I never got to saw this guy play, but, um, I did like a paper on him. Mm -hmm. I think back in middle school, when I say paper, I wrote like a paragraph about him. It wasn't (laughs) like a long drawn out thing, but it was James Worthy. James Um, Worthy. James Worthy. So, um, there's a funny joke between one of me and one of my friends. Like he, we used like the all-star guys or, or the, the hall of famers and, NBA 2K, and he had, like, this stacked team with MJ, um, or he had MJ Scottie Pippen. He had, the, like, the 96 Bulls. And I used James Worthy and, and Magic Johnson, and I had, like, 80-some points with James Worthy. James Worthy. James Worthy. My last one, I went balls for it. I feel like we haven't had this guy, maybe Jordan Bowden, the last, like, two years. Not this year. Chris Lofton. Yeah, man. I just feel like every time he touched the ball – you were like, that's in. Like, you didn't have to worry about it. And I watch those basketball teams all the time now, where I can college basketball, where you see a certain player on the team touch it, and you go, that's in. Mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't had that guy in a while. Yeah. Since Chris Lofton. Yeah. May, like I said, maybe Jordan Bowden in the last couple of years, but not not this year. Right. So. Um, my next one, and that's it's my favorite basketball player of all time, and that's, he's my goat, LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. I just like LeBron. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people hate on him. So, are you done? You want to mention anything else about Jumbotron? No, that's all I got. Tweet us your favorite basketball player, so your three favorite. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think to really put like a a Tennessee guy in there. If I had to put one in there, I'd probably I'd probably say one that I can remember. Definitely Chris Chris Lofton would be up there. But I think um, Josh Richardson would be up there. Okay, I almost went Major Wayne Gate just because I liked his name and the headband and everything. You know, I like Wayne Chisholm too. Oh yeah. Wayne Chisholm rocked the headband. Major Wayne get rocked the headband? No, I don't. Which is no. weird. Like, some people rock the headband and they have, like, some hair. And no one does anymore. He had no hair. Like, that was a thing for a long time and yeah. now no one wears one. Right. Except for John Ferguson, like, the girl. Yeah, dude. Is it affecting him a little bit? I feel like he <laughs> flips it or it falls off a lot. He takes it off every time it fell, or, like, every time the play stopped. Yeah. He, like, takes it off and readjusts it. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> okay, so... Can I read off all these props that my bookie has? It's a lot. Can I read them off? Because they're insane. Yeah. You, okay. Go ahead. This is what this is everything you can bet on for the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl prop bets. Um, Epstein didn't kill himself. Sign to be shown. You can bet on that. Will winner of the Super Bowl attend the White House? Number of players carted off the field. Ooh. Player to leave and not return due to concussion. Number of women claiming to sleep 
to number of women claim to claim sleeping with Jimmy during Super Bowl week. Jimmy G. Bomb threat to be called in day of Super Bowl. Will an animal appear on the field? No birds. Birds don't count. Will a fan run onto the field? NFL players in the stands to be shown on TV. Will D Ford line up off sods? <laughs> oh my god. Number of players arrested in Miami after the game. That sucks that Julian Edelman in this in the play in. <laughs> Will Julia Rose or Lauren Summer be shown flashing? Does Does Antonio Brown count? Uh, no, no, no. I think it's players that played. Unfortunately. Oh, in the, in I think, the yeah, I think oh, okay. yeah, I think because surely it'd be more than the lines at um, uh, half, so one would win it. Will winner of Iowa caucus tweet about Super Bowl during? Will game be delayed fifteen minutes for any reason? Will OJ Simpson attend the game? Will any player get suspended the week of the Super Bowl? Will anyone say they're going to Disney World? Will any player propose to his girlfriend after? Will the loser make the playoffs next year? Will Shanahan or Lynch get extension within week one? Mm. Both teams combine 76 points to break Super Bowl record. Kaepernick be mentioned during the Super Bowl live game. I would take that every day of the week. Uh, will Bloomberg predict winner of Super Bowl before game? Yes, I'd take that. Will any player finish with exactly 69 yards? Will either team convert a fourth and 20? Will, will any player... To solicit prostitute during Super Bowl week. Oh. Will Patrick Mahomes dislocate his knee again? Will Lizzo show up in disgusting thong? <laughs> will there be a double doink? That is on here. How many times will Elon Manning be mentioned? Oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will Troy Aikman mention his Super Bowl experiences? And then all these are pretty normal after that. Those are some first ones. There are some great ones. That's awesome. I'm trying to think of my video of Andy Reid doing punt pass kick as a kid. Have you seen that picture? Yeah. He is humongous. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Nothing's changed. At all. It's definitely going to be showed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stupidity is an epidemic. Stupidity. I don't know if I have any. I'm at the wood. But Rocky Top Ski Bum. He's pretty stupid. Yeah, so that, that's my first one. He says, get this. I don't think... Rick Barnes would be at Tennessee if the Vols had an AD not named Philip Former. Yeah, how do you hate Philip Former? Like, that's an, why I'm like, you got to be trolling. He's an annual letdown in March. Hope he's out soon. Phil can leave too if Pruitt isn't a success soon. Interesting. My dude. <laughs> yeah, like how do you how do you want Philip Former gone? I don't know. I mean, hasn't like all the athletics looked great since he was hired? Pretty I mean, much. I don't really have any complaints. I certainly don't have one. He also said, um, I wanted Barnes out last season. This season is over. Hopefully Tennessee gets a young guy that has to prove and win over folks instead of having an old geezer like Rick. You wanted Barnes out last season? We were number one in the country for a month. So uh, this is where I got to the point he was trolling. Like I was like, he has to be trolling. So I was like, you wanted Barnes out last year and you wanted Will Wade. He was like, yes. And I was like, so you wanted him out last year and then wanted us to go get Will Wade. He was like, yes. Will Wade was under investigation by the NCAA and FBI. I don't understand how LSU was allowed to keep him. Yeah. Let alone, why would any school in the country offer him after a job after that? And why, why would he leave LSU for... T- like, you can't be stupid enough to believe any amount of money would get Will Wade to leave LSU and what he has now where he can get away with murder right. to come to... Like, I was like, okay, he's trolling and he's just bad at it. He's a moron. Absolute <laughs> moron. My first one's Wes Rucker. Before the Kansas game, he tweeted, nearly 75% of all alma maters are the same song, I'm convinced. Yeah, they're all the same song, pretty much. They It's like saying all church hymns are the same. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they have the same theme. They have the same yeah. rhythm. Like, yeah, they're pretty much the same songs. No moron. 
<laughs> I was like, you realize they're like all the, like there's no changing. Like they're all about school pride. Like no, no alma mater's like, I'm kind of glad I went here. Maybe should have gone to another state school. Like they're all prod and there's nothing different about it. And they were all pretty much written about like in the same time frame too. Like yeah, everyone's like, oh, they have an alma mater. We need an alma mater back in like 1902. Yeah, and they probably just took off what somebody else did. <laughs> exactly, they're ripping everybody off. Um, so my next one is hashtag the real scoop at uf has underscore recruits. Said official announcement, the University of Florida staff has backed off Zach Evans due to concerns not related to football. He was all Gator until the Florida staff went in home. Okay, so not related to football. We're going to get rid of him, but Aaron Hernandez, you know, we, we would we definitely want him um, right. in our program. Um, I don't know if that's too soon, but. <laughs> also, like, no one knows what Zach Evans wanted. He wasn't all Gator. No. He's not all anything. Certainly was not all Gator. No. No. Uh, My last one is Grand Valley uh, State's new offense coordinator, who is now suspended for his comments. Uh, He was asked pretty much like about – he was asked like a questionnaire. like I think it was like the school newspaper interviewed him or like something like that. Yeah, school newspaper. And um, they were asking him. They said, ruling out football figures, name someone who you'd you'd want to eat lunch with. Like typical question. And – or th- named three people, and he was like, this is probably not, not going to get a good review. Should have stopped right there. Then went on to say, I'm going to say Adolf Hitler. It was obviously very sad, and he had bad motives, but the way he was able to leave was second to none. How he rallied a group and a following, I want to know how he did that. Bad intentions, of course, but you can't deny he was a great leader. <laughs> and oh now he's suspended. <laughs> this is my argument. People are like, oh, Adolf, Adolf uh, Hitler was a great leader. Like, he got people to follow him. At what point do you start, like, people argue that, and eh, can kind of say it, see what you're saying. But at the same time, when are we going to start accounting the fact that, like, where you lead them to matters and if you're a good leader or not? Like, well, Butch Jones had a lot of the team following him, and he was leading them right into a ditch. So, like, is that a good leader? Or is a no. good leader, does he make you follow him? I feel like that's not a great leader either. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't count Hitler as a great leader because of where he led people. Yeah. Like, that's just stupid people following him. That doesn't make you a great leader. That just means you took advantage of some really, really terrible people. Yeah. As a terrible person yourself. Yeah. So I do not count that as a great leader. No. Also, you went ahead and said, I probably shouldn't say this, but here we go. Here we are. The moment you say, I probably shouldn't say this, stop. Yeah. Right there. Right there. I've said it once or twice. <laughs> shouldn't have said it. Um, my next one is Jalen Rose. He said, it's lazy how the media constantly refers to Jimmy G's appearance. Why not do the same for Lamar? Lamar Jackson is hideous. And Jimmy G looks like a Gap model. Gap model, really? Not like Ralph Lauren or anything? Oh, maybe. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, he has a beard, so I don't know. Like, Be better than the Gap. He's definitely not like Hollister. It's not much of a beard. No. He does like, he kind of does like I do. Like yeah, it's very short. Yeah. It's hardly a beard. Come on. Yeah, me and Jimmy G have the same beard. Um, okay. <laughs> I look better than Lamar Jackson. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I don't look better than Jimmy G, but I definitely look better than Lamar Jackson. I would 100% agree with that. I mean, Lamar Jackson deserves MVP. But he's there, There's no taking away from that, but the man's just not good looking. No. By the way, Vanderbilt's up 35-28 at half. Oh, my so. Lord. Love that. Let's get off and watch it. Yeah, that. I was about to say, I'm about to, I'm about to go watch this game now. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you all for listening, though. We, we appreciate it. 
Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook and Twitter. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and even YouTube. Uh, we're live now on Facebook and Twitter, though, so you can keep up with us anywhere. Or Periscope, technically. So you can keep up with us anywhere. Um, make sure you listen to the show tomorrow. If you didn't get to listen to the full thing today, we talk about everything under the sun. We appreciate it. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.